Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, July 30th, 2017, and released on Sunday, April 18th, 2021. This week's message is titled, Four Meaningful Verbs, and the scripture reference is Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, John chapter 3, verse 16, Psalms chapter 46, verse 10, and Romans chapter 8, verse 28. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. Four meaningful verbs. Jeremiah six sixteen says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Let's pray today. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you for this opportunity to be in your house, this opportunity to proclaim your word. We pray, Lord, we know that there's hearts that are breaking this morning, Father, and hurting. We want to pay special prayer for for them to have comfort and peace at this time. Be with our visitors. We hope that they will go away saying it was good to be in the house of the Lord. Be with the message now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, there there are many real important verses in the Bible, verses that are very precious to us. Uh, Some that come to my mind right away is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, you know, I'm a whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Then take a verse like Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. And then my favorite, Romans 8.28, And all things, work, all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. You probably have your special verses. Well, what? And there are many, many out there. I realize that. Some tell the gospel. Some let us know that we serve a holy God. Others let us know that God's in control. So what is so important about Jeremiah 6.16? Well, there was a verse in which Jeremiah was encouraging the nation of Israel. He wanted them to turn from their wicked ways, to get back to doing what was right. Unfortunately, the Jewish people rejected him and rejected his message. However, we find very four important verbs in this text today. And we're going to take a look at these right now. First of all, the verb stand. Stand. Simple word. But this is something that we all need to do. We all need to be able to take a stand for God. In this world we live in, we have to make a choice for who or what we're going to be associated with, who we're going to stand for. Let everyone know that as for you and your family, you will stand for God. This needs to be the testimony of each and every family. Be proud of the fact that you're a Christian, folks. Don't be ashamed. I've seen people in the workplace, uh, uh, you know, they're talking about Christians and you just kind of turn and walk away because you don't want to be associated with the Christians. But you need to stand firm and speak up and say, yes, I'm a Christian, and I'm proud to be a Christian. 
Let your Christianity show with your testimony in the world. Never let it be doubted when you go into a gas station, when you go into a drugstore, when you go into the any kind of a business, they know that you're talk, they're talking to a Christian person just by your testimony of your personality. Satan's crowd will make fun of you and mock you. If you have any friends that are not saved, you're going to lose those friends, folks. That's just the fact of life. Evil does not like to be around good. Therefore, your non-Christian friends are going to desert you. It's just a matter of when. So we need to be willing then to stand up to the world firmly. Okay? It's not popular or easy to stand for what's right sometimes. Uh, the people of the world, for instance, the people of the world want to demonize you if you call the sin of homosexuality what it is. A sin that really makes God sick. He hates the sin of homosexuality. But today, you are some kind of an evil person if you ever say anything uh, about the homosexuals. They laugh at your stand against abortion. They think it's stupid. The world has, it's, it's sad when our world has come to the point that it accepts abortion as just normal. Just normal. The taking and the murdering of a little baby. I cannot and will not ever understand that. The world has removed God, His holy word, and everything retaining to Him from all the public places in America. Not allowed in the courtrooms, not allowed in our schools. You've got to ask yourself an important question, folks. Some of you senior citizens may not ever have to answer this, but you young Christians, you might have to answer this. Are you willing to go to jail for being a Christian? Know what principles you stand for and stand strong on your principles. If you hate the ungodly act of murdering an innocent baby while it's in the mother's womb, take that stand. Let people know where you stand. If you're against the sin of homosexuality and you don't think that they should have a right to marry like a man and a woman, you stand firm on your belief because you have a right to because God's word says what is right. And what is right is marriage is between a man and a woman and not he and he or she and she. Okay? And stands firm against the government being willing to murder our senior citizens. You say, well, that happened yet. That hadn't happened yet, Brother Gary. Well, no, it hasn't. But it's, it's tending that away already. Medicare, our insurance that seniors depend upon, will restrict certain services and medications to you because you're getting to the age where we can't afford to spend that much money on you. And then there will come a day when they'll say it's time to go to the gas chamber like they did in some of the foreign countries under Hitler's time and stuff of this nature. You are for God being involved in the running of our government and not Satan. Wouldn't that be nice if everybody in Washington and Santa Fe was a Christian? We might actually get something done. I don't know what, but it'd be better than what's happening. Uh, our future as Christians and our Christian country are at stake if we're not willing to take a stand for what is right. Very simple as that. 
See and realize where you came from in your Christian walk. This is something that's uh, pleasant for me to talk about. Many of us grew up in Christians' homes. I know as my parents were Christians, and they lived their testimony. Uh, my brothers were Christians. We attended, we attended church faithfully. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, visitation, clean the church, whatever. We were always at the church. And this is what, this is what was the right thing to do. My Christian walk, though, and I want you to understand this, my Christian walk was mine and mine alone. My family didn't save me. The church didn't save me. Jesus Christ saved me. He was my Savior. He saved me from my sins, not my family. But I'm very proud of my Christian heritage. Then we will see the truth of God's Word. And this is a passionate thing with me, folks. The Bible is the guideline for our life. The Bible is the absolute authority for all questions and decisions in your life. The Word of God was inspired by God with each and every author of God's Word. It's to be believed and trusted from cover to cover. It is to never be doubted. The Bible must be studied. The Bible must be taught. And the Bible must be preached. Never doubt when I stand on the Bible, God's holy word. It is our instruction book for life. And it is precious. See what God will do with you if you allow him to guide you. This is what is known as the providential leading of God. We saw a little bit of that in the film we watched last week in our discipleship class. Providential leading of God. God works everything out in your life to get you where he wants you to be. You know, God placed me here at Happy Valley Baptist Church as your pastor. And I will guarantee you when I was 13 years old and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior in Springtown, Texas, I never said, I'm going to be pastor at Happy Valley when I turn 66. No, there's a path that God took me on to get to this point. I was saved at the age of 13. I was called by God at the age of 16, but I did not respond. I surrendered to God's call when I was a senior at Texas Tech University at the age of 23. God brought me to Carlsbad to be principal of a Christian school, and I, I married my beautiful wife, Vicki, here of 43 years, a local girl, so that guaranteed I wasn't leaving Carlsbad. I served as an associate for churches for over 40 years. I thought, that's my calling. That's what I'll do. I'm, I always consider myself the Gideon, the one that steps into the gap when somebody's not there. I was ordained at the age of 64. I looked at Brother David Prell, my pastor, and I said, why are you ordaining me? But he said he felt like it was needed. And sure enough, you called me as your pastor at the age of 66. And I've never quit praising God since. This is the providential work of God. That is what we mean. Third verb I want you to look at is ask. Ask those around you to walk in the old path. Sometimes this is not very popular. This was the purpose I, uh, this was the purpose for the reason I wrote that article for the New Mexico Baptist. Uh, Baptist New Mexican, I'll get it right in a minute. 
We need to get back to the basics of fulfilling the Great Commission. Simplicity, we need to do what God told us to do. That's all. We don't need all the fancy frills. As a church, God makes it very clear what we are supposed to do. First of all, we're to win the lost to Christ. Second, we're to baptize them like we did this morning. What a wonderful thing. We're to baptize our new believers. Our next position is we're to teach these believers how to follow Christ in his way. And then we're to do this throughout the whole world. And if we do these four things, then it'll just keep repeating itself. It'll keep repeating itself. And more Christians will be one to Christ. And, and our, our ministry will continue on when long after I'm then gone. And you, we have to do this. We are not to look for new ways to change what works. That's a pretty good statement. Ask that your church family follow the truth of God's word. You know, there is a times you might be aware of divisions on the truth of God's word. There can be discussions that maybe in a Sunday school class or just in a group setting. Well, insist that we stick to the straight and narrow way. Whatever God's word says, that is our interpretation. We don't have to say, well, I think that means... No, we don't think what it means. It says what it means, and, it, and it's the truth. For example, today there are many versions of God's Word. I believe that every time people try to improve the Bible, they make a mess out of it. I preach from the King James Version. It's what I like. I was raised on it. And I feel very uncomfortable trying to read and teach or preach from any other version. Am I saying those versions are wrong? No. But there are some out there that are wrong. So just ask that you be very careful if you're purchasing a Bible to be sure you get one that is preaching and teaching the truth of what God's Word says. Then ask God to help you walk in the truth and right way. We all need God's help walking this right walk. Satan's good. He likes to tempt. He likes to step in the middle and mess things up. That is his characteristic. But stay firm and don't waver from the truth. You will walk the right way if you allow God to lead you. And then, I kind of got on it early there, the next final verb is walk. Walk in the footprints of Jesus. Jesus is our perfect example of how to live. Therefore, we should try to walk in the footprints of Jesus. Now, I know we're not perfect. We cannot live a perfect life like Jesus Christ. But if you're attempting to walk in the path of Jesus, in his steps, and what he would do, like for instance in our speech, if you taste your words and you try to speak as Jesus would speak, if in your action, if you say, was this something Jesus would do? Uh, it'll, it'll help you in your Christian walk. If we walk in these footprints of Jesus, our Christian testimony will show amongst our friends and family. Walk as if Jesus is watching every step. That's kind of a stupid statement there, isn't it? Because we should watch because Jesus is watching. Don't doubt that he's not. 
You may hide sin from those around you, but you're not hiding it from God. He knows us, and He knows everything about you. So look ahead. Watch your step. That is much better in your Christian life than to constantly be asking for forgiveness for doing something stupid that you know you shouldn't have done. That's what sin is, folks, if you're a Christian. It's stupid. Walk in the truth and trust and obey. This is something Christians have a trouble doing. They'll read the Bible. They'll agree with it. They trust it to be the truth, but they have trouble with that obey part. Because, you know, some people just got the opinion, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. And that's not the way it should be. You will never have to apologize for living by the truth of God's word. As you study God's truth, you must trust in the fact it is true and obey what the scripture says. Let God talk to you in your faithful walk with Jesus. Today, four meaningful verbs found in Jeremiah 6.16. Stand, see, ask, and walk. These verbs can and will lead you to a close relationship with our Savior. Unfortunately, the Israelites rejected the message of Jeremiah. In that verse it said, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways. See and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But the tale on that verse is, But they said, We will not walk therein. They made their choice. They'd rather live in the world than follow God. I encourage you today to not be like these Jewish people in Jeremiah's time, but you Instead, enjoy your fellowship with our Lord. Walk the walk with Christ beside you as your Savior. But He's more than a Savior. He's also your Lord. Let's bow our heads in prayer. And then we'll have our invitation time. If God's touched your heart in any way, you feel free to come while our invitation's coming on. Our Father in Heaven, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for the fact that you died for us on the cross, Father, and that through you we can have eternal life. Dear Lord, be with us now during the invitation times. Your will and way be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com slash HVBCNM, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. If you would like to receive text alerts to your phone with announcements and prayer requests, you can send a text to 81010 with at HVBCNM in the body of the text. If you have any trouble with getting signed up, please ask for help from Christina or Dan. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast hvbcnm.org We would also like to invite you to come worship with us if you are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area. We are at 4103 West Texas Street in Carlsbad. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. 
We now offer the option to listen to the sermon during Sunday morning services over your car's FM radio. Thank you, and God bless.